Hi there everybody, this is Mike Hancock here on Rock Your Life Radio and I'm live in Cairo in Egypt today. Got a whole group of people with me and a very special guest from New Zealand, Nelson Chamberlain. Hi Nelson. Hi Mike. And of course my co-host for many of the series of radio programs, Dave Rogers from Singapore. How you doing Dave? I'm doing great as I look at the two of the pyramids here in Giza. What a great place, eh Nelson? Yeah, fantastic. I love it. And so Nelson, you've joined us here in Cairo. You're operating a business right now in New Zealand. What would you say are one or two things that are your top priorities for the next six months? Top priorities for the next six months are getting the website up and operating efficiently and continuing to find products that really other people haven't got, get them onto the website, get them into the shops and sell them. Let me tell you folks a little bit about Nelson's business. He's in the gifts business, gifts for guys in fact, has had a very successful business in New Zealand for a number of years, taking it to the next level. So Nelson, how did you get started in that business? I got started in the business basically because I'd been in corporate for 25 years and we ended up having a, a undersized short little Australian come in as a CEO with a big chip on his shoulder and he wanted to change everything around. And he knew the only way he could be successful, he sorted out five people, four people he had to get rid of, one of them was me. So I walked away with a stack of money in my hand after 25 years, and I, what the hell am I going to do now? So I talked to a friend who had been in this business before, and he said, yeah, I started up low, I had to be a great play. So I said, right, let's do it. That sounds like something that we really love here in Rock Your Life World, called not retirement into rewirement. Well, yeah, and you're absolutely. one of these guys that has definitely rewired your life. Uh, how long has the business been going on? And what's, uh, again, you talk about going and buying things and selling things. Is that one of the greatest things that you do in your life? Oh, hell yeah. I love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Give me the opportunity to buy. <laughs> so when you're traveling, you're always looking for business. So you're, you're constantly looking. You're, you're looking for opportunities. You're looking for things that your clients want. Uh, I guess, share with us, when you are looking, what, what are you looking for? Looking for things that um, I know and understand that will sell. I've got a very great intuition of what will sell. I'll go into the markets, I'll buy product, 90% of them will sell. Can't get them all right, but 90% of them will sell. Let's just pick that up because we were in Turkey with you last year, and I know last year... Um, in Turkey, you had your ACDC t-shirt supplier yep. from Turkey, and um, you bought a lot of stuff in Turkey that you on-sold in New Zealand, and you seem, you've actually got a lifestyle entrepreneur business, right? Yep. Because you've got your uh, different branches uh, back in New Zealand, but you seem to travel the world um, following your love of rugby and the All Blacks and yep. coming on different soul journeys in your own private travel as well, but you always integrate that with buying things. But I'm interested in this question. Has anything you've ever done in this business failed? No. Right. Why is that? Intuition. I've got a very, very good intuition. And I suppose um, I'm, I'm a chartered accountant, and that creates things in the back of my mind. I, just do, I can do the numbers in my head very, very quickly, understand what will work and what won't work. Uh, when I'm buying, I'll go around with people. I've got, uh, particularly in Thailand, I've got a guy, and they'll point things out to me, and I just say, no, no, no. I was that, I want that. Right. I know intuitively, and that usually sells very well. I'm curious, because people are going to hear you have this intuition. What would be 
one, two, or three things you might be able to share with our listeners to help them build their intuition? Being present is one of the things, just being absolutely in the moment, being confident. That is, to me, that is it. You just, hey, that's going to work, and just doing it. Oh, that's wonderful advice. It, what that sounds like is that some people starting out, they've got to get through the fear of failure. They've got to get through the fear of, of making a mistake. They've got to get through some fear factors. What might you suggest to them to manage their risk? Because, again, one of the things that you've really said is you know the numbers. And so yeah. when you're working with people, perhaps some of the young ones that you're working with and, and building up, in what ways numbers, 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 really important, right? They are important, but they're not, they're not everything. They're just there, just... It's in the back of the head, bang, that'll work, that'll work. Um, I can walk in when I open up a shop. I can walk in, all I need to know is the rent. I will know, I know what I can get in the turnover, how long it'll take. I know the um, other costs involved, the wages, the electricity, all that stuff, very, very quick to calculate. And then once I know the rent, I can then work out the break-even point in about two minutes. And that's bang. I know we've got to achieve that sale to break-even. And after that, we're going to make heaps. Nelson, I want to shift state. That's fantastic advice. But I want to shift state to, um, you know, most entrepreneurs have got to go out there and, and sell things to make money, right? But your business is, in fact, entirely different. You've got to buy things right to make money. Absolutely. Okay, because the sale price is fairly predetermined on a lot of things. Mm. And there's a lot of competition in the marketplace for what you do. So therefore, you've got really good at your deal-making and negotiation skills. Mm. So this is something that I think our listeners could really get value from. What would be one or two tips that you would give any entrepreneur listening to this um, on improving their deal-making and negotiation skills? Depending on where you're dealing, if, if you're dealing in Australia, if I'm dealing in Australia, it's a wee bit harder. I normally try and forge alliances with the people, my suppliers in Australia, and there's quite a few of them, and how can I help them and how can they help me? And three or four of them work with me very well. I'm the only one who sells their products in New Zealand, so I get really good prices for them. They want to expand their markets, they want to get into New Zealand. Several of them have suggested that I become the agent in New Zealand, but I haven't got the structure to do that all the time. In Thailand, it's entirely different. I've got... Um, an agent there, we go around Chinatown and all the other places in Thailand, and he's an Indian guy, he's a jeweller and a friend of a friend, and he, he never knew anything about giftware before I went up there. So we go around and we're hunting and hunting and hunting, and what will happen is we'll go in and they'll give me a price and they'll, they'll start walking out. Stop wasting my time. You, you're not wholesaling, you're retailing. Get out of it. And then we'll get to the stage where there's a product that I really want and I can actually get tears in my eyes. I want your product, but I just can't buy it at that price. Can you please, please do a little better? And that's beautiful because we've just finished sharing with a whole group of people here that people buy on emotion, right? So therefore, people are selling to you based on emotion at the same thing as well. And it, it truly is one of the skills that if you can move somebody emotively, you'll get them to take action. You find that one good, do you, Dave? Oh, I love it because that's really being present. That's being emotionally charged. And it's a heck of a good negotiation technique. 
That's what the ch wonderful things that children are so good at is they're able to do that on a whim to be able to get what they want. What they want. Yep. And it works for me 99% of the time. <laughs> but I take it also that um, that you go back to the same suppliers again and again and again. Uh, yes, I do. So yeah. I'm sure you can't cry every time you get there, <laughs> yeah. right? Or else they'll go, okay, you need an Academy Award. <laughs> so, so in what way do you then transgress your um, deal-making skills from maybe the emotional first time to actually building a very solid ongoing relationship with them? Well, for, for that, what, what will usually happen the second time is they'll tell me the costs have gone up and this has happened and that's happened, material costs more or something else. And look, come on, come on, come on. You sold it to me for that last time. You just want to increase your profit. Let's get real. Now, there may be the second time around a slight increase because they, they can face cost increases, yep. same as anyone else. I'm not unrealistic. I mean, some of this product I'm coming out and selling it eight, ten times what I pay for it. So I'm doing okay. <laughs> and, and, you, and you really like the negotiation. Oh, it, I love it. It, it becomes it. like a brotherhood or a, I love it. A, a relationship that you develop, and there's a respect uh, for the person who's selling it, yeah. and you have this relationship building. Yeah. In the relationships now, in some of the professional partnerships that you're doing, um, what are the areas that you're looking at for in 2017 to maybe even have closer relationships and maybe even expand together? Could you share one or two things you're looking at there? One or two of the things you're looking at collaborating and perhaps co-financing some projects. That's something that I've got to look at very, very seriously, sort of a partnership where they benefit and I benefit and just taking it from there. Because one of the things that you've run your business is you're not liking debt, especially no, no. bank debt or bank finance debt. company debt. No, 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 yet, no, no, perhaps, no debt, no perhaps debt. Perhaps trade relationships may be something that can allow a business to grow that many people don't think of, mm. yet getting perhaps funding or collaborating and co-funding stock or different ways to grow both businesses. Grow that. Yep, yep. And that, that's something I'm going to look at very seriously. In fact, I'll start when I get back to Wellington talking to one or two people about what, just what we might be able to do together. Beautiful. Nelson, we're coming to the, the end of our time together, but I did want to ask you a question about the way in which you invest in people because um, you've got a, a couple of your people with you and I know that you invest very heavily in people mm. and have done in the past. Why is that? Because I find most um, entrepreneurs and most employers aren't prepared to invest in people. Why do you do that? I want to, when I, when I employ someone, I want to look at what I can do to help them to be a better person, how I can help them have more skills and better, and hopefully some of that will come back to me, but I'm not, I don't do it for that reason. I do it because I genuinely want to help people to have a better, more enjoyable, more successful life. Beautiful. And that is going to be a big part of your growth strategy, I understand, and it's going oh, yes. to nurture that as yeah, part of yeah. the big why for your enterprise, yeah. is to find ways that your employees can become socially conscious and yeah. looking for social entrepreneur activities that your enterprise can also support. Yeah. What, what areas do you feel you may get into or you might allocate some resources in the next one to three years? Um, how do you mean? What sort of uh, types of like types of uh, social programs or different types of education programs or collaborative in support yeah. of, of uh, increasing yeah. entrepreneurs okay. or developing people? Right. Okay. In social enterprise, I'm probably going to do a bit more contribution towards what Shazar's doing. Um, I in support. Um, oh, fellows. Oh, can't 
So the water, <laughs> yeah, but you're talking about the water the in, water, in the, India? Yeah, yep. the water in India is one of the projects. And there's two or three other projects that I want to also get involved in. And what I'm really delighted about is both the staff I've got here are interested in what we're doing, what we want to do in that area, and have the same sort of feelings. Fantastic. Great. I'm, I'm going to wrap this up, but I've got one final question because some of our listeners are going to be wanting to be go into the retail business, right? Mm. And everybody hears, oh, you can't make money in retail and all of that sort of thing, but you've got five shops? Yes, five shops. You've got five shops now, and you've only been doing this, what, how many years now? Oh, about nine years Nine years? Yeah, nine years and five shops, and... Um, doing very, very well financially out of it as well, good turnovers, yeah. all of that sort of thing. So I'm interested in what would be the one thing that you would tell anybody considering retailing as a profession to do that's going to actually make them successful? Holy hell. <laughs> and folks, you notice, mean, uh, notice that we don't finish with easy questions. <laughs> I mean, I just go in and I don't care. Right. I'm... I don't go in and say, well, I've got to make this much money, I've got to do this, I've got to do this. I just do it for the damn fun of it. So I'm I gonna... love what I do. So there you go, folks. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you've got it in yeah. a nutshell. And there it is. Fun, and he uses intuition, and it's, it's, a, it's a whole game for you, isn't it? It's just a game. <laughs> yep. When I hear that, I'm going to invite our listeners that one of the, the, the models of this entire environment, this community, this tribe we work on is looking for ways to play a bigger game. Absolutely. Absolutely. Playing a bigger game with Nelson Chamberlain in Gifts for Guys. Thank you very much, Nelson. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Dave. Thank you.